0: Welcome to OA Now here. I'm Sammy Termina, blogger around the OA. one of the host of Blast 3 Brain Cells and the host of Between Terminas and Oriented by like to welcome those watching on Local Voice on SoundCloud and those um, watching on YouTube and also those watching on Oriented A lot to break down. Um, of course, we've had the, um, we had, we got to break down some football games. We got to break down some volleyball games. Um, preview to the top, preview some girls basketball coming up. Of course, um, we're in, we're, of course, girls basketball starts next week, um, boys basketball trials start today, um, so we got a lot to break down, um, and a lot of news around the OA as well, of course, um, big news out of foot, out of Pontiac, of course, um, Ken Wade, the head coach of Pontiac, stepped down, um, according to the, um, according to, well, according to the, um, post, of course, Wade, um, Wade, um, he was at Pontiac for two years, finished the 0-18 record, um. Corner zip recruiter. Um, the job was posted last week. Um, Pontiacs really improved offensively. I mean, they've really been playing re- really good football um, despite the record. I mean, their offense really improved. Um, they did return several key players. Obviously, Davian Hall at running back, Kanye Donaldson at quarterback, um, Bryce Brown at, on the line, and Devon and David Johnson the secondary coming back. I mean, there's some the pieces there, but. Program strength is one you gotta look at for next year for Pontiac. Um obviously that's gonna be the thing to really look at going forward there um with them. So that is a um, you know, so when you look at Pontiac, obviously, you know, they're gonna be starting from scratch again. I mean, this is a team that's been five and um eighty-two now since um two thousand and eleven. That's something that's really whoever takes that job at Pontiac, um, it's gonna have to acquire a lot of patience. Um, if you can require a lot of patience with the Phoenix, I think that'll be, you know, um, that's going to be the key. I think for next year for Pontiac is building program strength and also, um, you know, just building the program around. If you can do that, I think you're going to be in good shape going forward for Pontiac. So, so that was a shock, you know, with Kenway stepping down over at Pontiac. Um, let's go now to, um, recap some volleyball and then we'll go back to the football as well. um, you know, when you look at volleyball, people are going to say, well, you know, Berkeley took, taking on Northville, um, it was going to be a tough match for Berkeley anyway, taking on Northville, um, and Berkeley competed, they fought at Royal Oak Middle School, but there was just no answer for Novi, um, for Nova, for Northville, and Northville ended up winning that one, um, pretty convincingly, um, they ended up going to the next round, um, and they got to the state final, um, they t- where they take t- on Birmingham, Marion, um, You know, I got a lot to talk about Birmingham-Marion. Why, I I think, you know, the injury to Kayla Kogan really changed that matchup. And if if she would have played in that game, I think Clarkson would have moved on. um, And and Birmingham-Marion would have been out. Um, That's just my honest opinion, and I'll break that one down. Um, I think Birmingham-Marion, to be honest with you, um, and I know people are going to criticize me and question me on this is, do I think Birmingham and Marion deserved their third state title in a row? Um, I asked this question, and I'm going to ask this question here. If Kayla Kogan was healthy, um, do you think Clarkson would have moved on? I mean, yes, Birmingham Marion was rallying. Clarkson was, I thought, to be honest with you, in that quarterfinal game with Clarkson, Birmingham and Marion, um, you know, I thought Clarkson was a better team. I mean, I really did. Um, but we're going to break that one down um, look at next year for volleyball, um, but let's look at Berkeley, I mean, it was an incredible one for Berkeley this year, really was, um, you know, I mean, like, for the Bears, I mean, like, you know, for them to get to their first, their first regional title, their first, um, you know, their first, I mean, they won a district for the second straight year, um, to get to the final, to get to the state quarterfinal, final it's a lot, um, they do lose three very good players, um, you know, they, I know Berkeley was a senior heavy team this year. Um, but I think that that program's built for the future. I really think the Bears are built for that. And to run into a very good Northville program, I think it says a lot. Now, I'm very curious to see what the league does with Berkeley because could they put them in the red? I mean, I think if Berkeley were to play in the red this year next year, and I think that would be a great idea. Is you know, putting them against the likes of Clarkston, Lake Orion, um, Oxford, Seaholm, um, Troy. I mean, you put them in that, I think it's a good idea. I think, be very, I think it'd be a good idea. I think for Berkeley, it's a program to keep growing, um, to keep, you know, getting better as a program. Um, and I think that's a good way. I think for Berkeley, if you get the call up to go to the red, take this as a challenge and accept the challenge. I mean, you know. You think about this, you get some good volleyball into the, um, into the barn over there. Um, You know, that's what I call Berkeley's gym. Um, But I think if Berkeley were to keep going as a program, keep improving as a program, I think they should go to the red. I really do. I mean, the red, the red division where everybody knows what that division does to you. It is a difficult division. And I think Berkeley would fit really well in that division. I really do. Um, I think Berkeley they they've had an incredible year. I mean, really have. I mean, they lost a tub on to Rochester, um, but they've managed to bounce back in the postseason. Won their district at home, um, then won the regional at Detroit Renaissance, um, and then running into a very good Northville program. So that's something to be a com- very proud of if you're Berkeley. Um. So that's something really proud of. Um, Let's look at Clarkson, Birmingham, Marion. As I mentioned earlier, kind of had a little rant on this um, about this matchup here. I'm going to ask every Birmingham, Marion fan this question. You know, yes, you won the Division I state title, I think, for a third straight year. But you got to ask yourself this question. What if Kayla Kogan played? What if she didn't get hurt? Because she was literally dominating you all night. Literally was. I remember what she did against Lake Orion. I mean, you know, she was the difference maker in that game against the Dragons in the district final. But I'm gonna ask every Birmingham Marion fan this question. What if Kogan played the fifth set? What if she played it? Would she a, she sure she would not been the same player, but if she did, you know, you gotta really you gotta be you gotta you gotta put her accounted for. I mean She was literally tearing Birmingham Marion up. Literally. I mean, Clarkson had a great game plan against Birmingham. Marion. I mean, they they literally did. I mean, you really look at that matchup. You know, I really felt if she played that whole game, you know, if she didn't get hurt, we're talking Clarkson and Battle Creek. We're not talking Birmingham Marion and Battle Creek. I mean, that's the difference. In that game. When Kogan got hurt, and Marion went on a run, won the fifth set pretty convincingly, went to the next, went to, went to Battle Creek, and won a state title. You got to ask yourself that question. You really do. What if Kogan played in that game? What if she played, what if she played all, what if she played the entire match? What if she was fully healthy? Because if she was fully healthy, Clarkson wins that match that night in St. Clair, up in Port Huron. I mean, that's really what it is. Really what it is. I mean, and people in Birmingham are going to say, well, you know, I mean, like, you know, what if, you know, Clarkson's a great opponent? You know what I mean? But you got to ask yourself that question. Really do. I mean, yes, Birmingham had a really good team. They did. I mean, they had a really good team. I mean, they do lose a lot next year. They do. But bottom line is, Clarkson had him. Clarkson had him dead to rights. They had him in that game. I'm going to be honest with you. Birmingham Marion's lucky to win that match against Clarkson. Really was. Because I thought Clarkson was a better team in that game. Really was. Um. But it's really unfortunate that an injury like that. Um. You know. Cost Clarkson their whole season. Really unfortunate. Um. But that was a difference. You know, once Colgan went down, once Colgan went down, Bermay and Marion went on that run, and Clarkson couldn't finish the deal. And, you know, and then Burma and Marion just took over late. That really was a that, that really was a difference in that game. Really was. Um, when I look at volleyball next year, people are gonna ask me about this. Is who do you think might be favored in the league next year? I mean, Clarkson and Berkeley, for sure, you got to put them maybe 1-2 for sure. Um, Lake Orion loses a lot. Um, Oxford, they're going to be okay. Troy, I think, loses a lot. Um, you know, the OA next year, I think, is going to be wide open. I really do. I mean, I think Clarkson's your best team in this division, in the league next year as a whole. Um, but Berkeley's going to be right there in the thick of it. I mean, it depends where... I think the league puts Berkeley. I mean, if the league puts Berkeley in a, um, in the white, um, then I think Berkeley should, should do pretty well in that division. I mean, I don't know if they'll take Rochester. I don't know, but that's going to be, that's going to be really interesting to see what happens. Um, bottom line is, you know, I think that, um, you know, but clearly next year, Clarkston's the best team in this league. Um, bottom line, it's no secret. I mean, there is a reason why Clarkson won the red this year. There is a reason why Clarkson, you know, did what they did. I mean, they're clearly one of the top teams in the state of Michigan for a reason. Now, people want to say, okay, um, you know, when you look at the red, who do you think is the next best team in the red? I mean, yeah, like, Orion loses a lot. I mean, Stony Creek, they won a district title this year. Um, Adams, you know, with them, I mean, like, just surprised how the district final went for them um really with them really was the um you know I I couldn't believe how they lost to Stoney I mean really couldn't but you know you gotta put them in the conversation um and then you know when you look at you know so there's a lot of wide opens in the red next year for volleyball there really is um but bottom line is um but bottom line is Clarkson's clearly the best team. I mean, I mean, like, they're gonna be very good next year for Coach Allison Smith. I mean, like, they're gonna be really good. I mean, that's how I look at it with Clarkston. I mean, you know, they're gonna be solid. Um, so we'll see what happens going forward there. Um, and then in the blue, obviously, you know, watch for um, you know, Sophia had a nice year. Um, and the blue, I mean, Harper Woods, they had a good year. Um, so we'll see what happens. I mean, we will see what happens going forward with the O.A. when it comes to volleyball. Okay, now let's look, go to football a little bit here. I want to talk football here. Um, when you look at the two games we had this week, um, obviously division two, you know, was going to be tough between, um, for Groves and Warren D the South. Um, obviously the difference in that game was the fact that Warren D the South, I mean, yes, that game. You know, it went down to the um it was a forty one it was I mean, Warren D. won that one over Groves, um forty one to um forty three fifteen. Um it was gonna be tough, but you know, when you look at starting off the game down fourteen nothing, four minutes into the game, you know, that was gonna be your ballgame. I mean, it really was. I mean, they scored a touchdown in the first four minutes and they recovered um covered a kickoff. And then they went down and scored. I mean, like I mean, Groves was down fourteen nothing. I mean, I don't know if Groves felt that, you know, that they were defeated after that. I don't I I certainly wouldn't think so, because, you know, they've been down two scores before. Look at the game against Seahawks. They were down twelve nothing early in that game. But they felt confident they could come back. I mean, yes, you're down fourteen nothing against a really good warranty to South team. Um, you know, you kinda felt like they could come back, but it looked like in the game that, you know, they were just overwhelmed in that one. And yes, usually, you know, when you play Warren D. Sal or anyway, in the Catholic league, it's going to be a tough matchup for you. And the bottom line was, it was going to be tough. I mean, they were down 35, nothing at the half. And, you know, and that's a tough matchup for it. That, that, that's a tough, tough scenario for, you know, when you're down 35, nothing to half. You know, just virtually getting dominated. Um, you know, I mean, like, but Groves did show some life. Um, they did stop the running clock at one point uh, a couple times. I mean, they got a touchdown from, they got a 60-yard pick six touchdown from Chris Little. Um, and they also got a 24-yard passing score from Kane Hardy Jack Wainer. I mean, that was Groves' scoring of the night. I mean, they converted on, on a two-point conversion. I mean, Groves fought in that game. They really did. I mean, you know, despite the score, um, you know, I thought the difference in that game was the first half. I mean, Groves won the second half 15 to set fifteen seven. seven. I mean like a you know, 15, to eight, that was the difference. I mean, but the difference of the game was the first half. And so when you look at Groves next year, I mean, they do got a lot coming back. I mean, you return Caitlin Hardy, you got Zach Rogers also coming back. You also got, um, you know, you got some, your defense was very young this year. Um, you got some proven playmakers. Of course, um, nobody expected Groves to go this far. I mean, especially where they were at week two when they lost to Oxford. Um, you know, people looked at Groves and said, okay, um, you know, when they played Oxford, they lost that game. Um, it was a tough way for them to lose that one. You know, I yes, I get Oxford's playing with a lot of emotion, but, you know, that had to hurt Groves, too. Losing that game. I mean, people thought, okay, you know, Groves was done. They were in trouble. And Groves had to fight. They had a battle. Um, picked up some good wins. They knocked off Harper Woods, knocked off Lupia Hills. I mean, those were some good wins for them at the time. Um, then they beat Seaholm. That was a big deal for them when Seaholm was reeling a little bit. I mean, they were coming off that loss of Farmington. Groves went in there and just beat Seaholm, you know, on their home field. Um, and then once the postseason came, I mean, growth had no issue um, with um, Warren Mott. They they beat Warren Mott. Um, and then they played Seaholm um, in the district final. And they rolled them. I mean, like, I couldn't believe it. They were down 12-0, and came back, um, and won that one score, 26 unanswered, win 26-12. to <laughs> And then they get to the district final. Um and this is, they get the district final and, um, you know, regional final against, um, Livonia, against Livonia Franklin, Livonia Franklin, been playing really good football, um, rolling with a ton of confidence. I mean, like got a real good running back, good quarterback and grows behind the running game, their offensive line and the play of Josh Woods. I mean, went and stunned Livonia Franklin on the road. That tells you something where this young, where this program's been. They've been a very young team this year, especially on defense, and they've managed to bounce back. And next year, I think Groves is going to be primed. Maybe to have a special year. So we'll see. I mean, I mean, yes, Groves has been into the um state semifinals um twice in the last um twice in the last six years um three times the last six years um. But now, you know, if you're Coach Brendan Flaherty, you now know what you got to do to break through. And you got to break through, you know, you got to find a way to break through to try to get the Ford Field. Um, yes, Warren D. LaSalle was a very good team. They were well coached. Um, this was a well, you know, and it was going to be a tough task for them. But bottom line was, you know, you got to give um, Warren D.S.L. credit. I mean, they've been really good ever since that loss to Birmingham Brother Royce. Um, they've turned around their team. I mean, they've really, I mean, they have really have been a team that's been on a mission. I know they got a good quarterback in Brody back. Um, You know, he had a nice game. Running back, running it, tax solid. They got a good defensive lineman. Um, so now you got Warren D.S.L., going to the state final, taking on Grand Rapids Forest Hill Central, who knocked off Dexter in overtime. Um, which that was a stunner for me. I didn't expect Dexter, you know, to go down. I mean, like, you know, I didn't expect Dexter to fall in double overtime. I mean, like, to um, but there was a lot of a lot of wacky stuff happening on the west side of the state. Obviously, you had the the weather and the snow um, over here in the east side of the state. Here, I mean, it was it was cold, yes, but you know, it wasn't as bad as it was the west side where they got, I mean, like, where I think Grand Rapids, Muskegon area, they almost got up to a foot of snow. I mean, we're not talking Buffalo, like, where they got at least almost six feet of snow. Um, But bottom line is, I think the weather had a lot to do with what happened. And I know it certainly had a hand what happened over at DeWitt. Um, but that's Going to be, um, we're going to talk that in a couple minutes. Um, but when you look at Groves this season, obviously, you know, if you're Coach Brendan Flaherty, now you know what you got to do. I mean, you really know what you have to do to make sure that you got to make sure that if you want to go to Ford field, you know what you got to do. I mean, you got to knock off some of these teams. You got to knock off, you know, does going up a division help you? I mean, The White has been really, it's been a good league. The White's been good. I mean, obviously, this year with Southfield, you look at Rochester. um, Obviously, those are the two teams you really got to look up at, obviously. Um, And I think, you know, when you look at those teams, especially, you know, when you look at the Red, obviously, when you have those powerhouse teams there, when you look at a team like West Bluefield, you look at Clarkston, you look at Lake Orion, you look at Adams, you look at Oxford, Stony Creek. Don't that's not easy. You know, that division is virtually the kiss of death in the state. And, you know, the White, you know, is not a bad division as as all, at all either. I mean, obviously Southfield, you got um I mean you got Rochester, who I think Rochester, I'm very curious to see what happens to them next year. Um but for Groves next year, don't I mean, don't be surprised with them. They're gonna be solid. I think Groves will be do I think Groves could be the second best team in the White next year? Maybe. Maybe. So we'll see what happens with them. Um when you talk robes. Um we're gonna talk shortcomings in a couple minutes as well, but let's break down the game over Adam DeWitt between um Clarkson and Caledonia. Um now I didn't expect to see what happened with Clarkson. I mean, this is the first time they were shut out since twenty nineteen. Um with Caledonia winning that one twenty one nothing. Now, the difference in that game was the Caledonia defense. Um, they shut down Ethan Clark, made Ethan Clark work for his yards. He had 22 carries for 135 yards. Um, Mike Hine got hurt early on um, first drive. Um, Steven Kozak had to come in. Um, didn't play well. Clarkson threw three interceptions in the fourth quarter. Um, you know they've had they had a punt a couple times. They turned the ball over a couple down, turned ball run downs a couple times. Um, but a lot of that has to go has to give credit to where credit to the Fighting Scots defense. Um, they had a good game plan for Clarkston, and you know it's just sometimes it just wasn't your day. And for Coach Justin Pintar and the Wolves, it just wasn't their day. Um, the difference was in that game had to be was. You know, Caledonia took... I mean, they were able also to run the ball against Clarkson in miserable conditions. I mean, of course, as I mentioned, it it was snowing like crazy. I mean, who would ever thought that Clarkson would give up 49 carries for 240 yards on the ground as a team? That's what happened that game. I mean, that's really what happened. Um, Was Clarkson's defense was not able to stop the ground attack. I mean, and it showed. Obviously, You know, when you look at a player like Brock Townsend, who, um, he had a really nice game for them. Um, he had a, um, you know, he had a nice game on both sides of football. He made his game-saving tackle on Ethan Clark. Um, you know, that would have went for a touchdown had he not tripped him up. Um, you look at, obviously, the, um, you look at, obviously, of course, what the zone read option did. I mean, obviously, I remember break Heron, um, he had a 28 yard rushing score off the zone read and i don't know where clarkson's defense i don't know where the linebackers were in that one you know stopping the zone read i mean clarkson's been normally good all year long against teams you know they've had their struggles against teams that run the zone read but i just think that you know you know i just didn't expect that they would give up um you know a 28 yard 20 scam- yard scamper for touchdown and then you know they gave up a um, a one yard score, as well. Of course, Thompson had a one yard score as well, um, and also got an interception as well. Um, it was it was shocking. I mean, I mean you kind of would have expected. You know, if Clarkson would have played the ground, I mean, like the um, Clarkson likes to do is always they like to play the ground, the the time possession game, the time possession clock, the gate that type of game, um. And you can't make mistakes when you do that. And Clarkson made a ton of mistakes in that game. I mean, obviously, you got to give Caledonia a lot of credit defensively. Um, I don't know what they saw in the games against um Rochester Adams or Davison, or they might have just went back and maybe watched some games in the red. I mean, like, obviously, I don't know what their coaching staff did um, that, you know, how they stopped Ethan Clark was astonishing how they stopped him. I couldn't believe it. Um, but also, you know, for Clarkston, you know, for a team, you know, they, you know, I mean, obviously Caledonia is not a familiar opponent for them. I mean, yes, Caledonia is coming in. You look at that record and say, okay, Caledonia, you know, coming in with a 12 and one record. I mean, like 11, and one record only loss was to Rockford. They were just completely shackled by Rockford. They got the revenge on him, um, but I just didn't think that, you know, that they would shut out Clarkston. People are going to think, of like, how do you shut them out, you know, when you have a team that has players like Desmond Stephens, Brody Kozin, um, you know, then you have Ethan Clark, obviously, and then, you know, but I think the difference was Caledonia's defense, they had a game plan, and they stick to that game plan. I know Clarkson prepared well for Mason McKenzie. I mean, McKenzie really struggled in that game against Clarkson's defense. I mean, he only had at least two completions. Unfortunately, one of them was for a touchdown. It was a 17-yard touchdown pass, but still, I thought Clarkson did a really good job on Mason McKenzie. I mean, really really did. Um, So it was really, it was stunning, to say the least, what happened that game with Clarkson. It really was stunning Um, that Clarkson couldn't score Um, you know, I don't know if the weather conditions were, you know, a factor in that. And I know it was, but also when you lose a guy like Mike Hine, um, that does hurt your game planning as well. Um, and then, um, you know, but Steven Kozak, obviously he's had enough experience, you know what I mean? Obviously you're playing against some great competition. He He played in the West Bloomberg game, played the Lapeer game, Oak Park game, and then of course against Rochester Adams. Um, where he um first through the winning touchdown on Desmond Stephens, um, to win that game. Um I talked to my co host Anthony Termina about my between termina's co host Anthony Termina about um you know, what if Adams played in this game? Um, do you think Caledonia would have had problems with Adams? And I said, you know, I, I I think Caledonia would've gave Adams problems for sure, because Adams is not a deep team. I mean, like Yes, now part they, they would have had a hard time with Parker Pico, but I just I was shocked how they shut down Ethan Clark. I mean, that really was the one that shocked me the most. Obviously, you know, you look at Clarkson. um, you know, Clarkson wants to do time possession football, obviously. But I was just surprised how Caledonia just shut them down and made Clarkson make mistakes. I mean, I saw a lot of drop passes, incompletions, um, in that game. Um Bottom line was, and I'm going to be flat honest with you, I thought Caledonia was the better team this game. I really was, I really did. Um, and they showed it. Um, you can see him celebrating. You know, you know, going to Ford Field. I think it's the first time going there. Um, so Caledonia moves on to Ford Field to take on Belleville. Um, of course, Belleville, we know what they've been going through, obviously with the suspension of Coachman Crowell. Um. You know, just got to wish, you know, you just got to move on. And, you know what I mean? For Clarkson, you know, you know, it, for Clarkson, it's really unfortunate. You know, for the OA this year, I mean, like, this, I think it's the first time in a long time I don't think the league has had a team in the state finals. I don't know if Oakland County has a team represented in, in the state finals for football. I mean, that's probably the first in a long time. I don't think Oakland County has been represented in, in the division one or in the um in the state finals for football in all eight divisions. And including the eight man foot eight man leagues. Um so you know, so when you really look at it here for Oakland County, the OA fall sports is pretty much over for the year. And it is. Um, when you look at the recaps, of course, the shortcomings. I posted the shortcomings on my blog as tagging on my 4650 at blogspot.com. I've also posted a link on the, um, on the, um, o -O on TV, um, blog as well. So if you want to look at that, um, we will have that as well. So when you look at next year for football, um, obviously I will be very curious to see where they put Farmington. Um, does Farmington make the move up to the white? That's the big question. Um, and then, um, you know, so cause they won the blue this year. Um, They shared the blue with Seahome, technically, but, you know, Seahome, Farms, of course, winning over Seahome, usually, you know, the tiebreaker. Um, I'm curious to see what the Red is going to be next year. Obviously, Adams loses a lot. Clarkson loses a lot, but I'm curious to see what Clarkson, because they got a nice blend of talent coming back. You got Desmond Stephens coming back. You got the Bowman Twins who are going to be really good next year for Clarkson. They might be asked to do more this year for them. Um, I know they had them, both of them in the secondary this year for Coach Justin Pintar. Um, Lake Orion's a team I'm really watching. I mean, they got a lot of skilled players coming back. They have their quarterback coming back. Um, their running back's coming back. Um, their defense is the question mark for Lake Orion next year. Um, Oxford, I think, is going to be better. Um, they got a lot of, they got Dominic Cassisi coming back. You got Johnson, you got the running back coming back. Um, I mean, you got Jake Champagne coming back at wide receiver. Their defense will be better. Um, I think Oxford's going to be a team. I think they're going to be better. Stony Creek loses a lot. Um, West Bloomfield they lose a lot, but their quarterback's coming back. in Rayquan Nance, you got Jameer Benjamin also and Amkari Jackson also all coming back as well. Um, so that's something to really watch for. Um, with the Lakers next year. Um, in the white, you know, Harper Woods is going to be the team I'm watching carefully. I mean, they got a, they were young last year. This year, they were very, very young, and I think with Harper Woods, um, adjusting the life in the OAA, it was going to be a very difficult task for them. Um, but I think if there's a team that I think could make a playoff run, or maybe make a make it to the postseason, it's going to be um, I think Harper Woods will be a team to really watch for heading in the next year. Um, who knows? I mean, they could surprise some people. Um, Southfield for them, it's now or never for them. I mean, yes, they got a lot of pieces coming back, a lot of talent coming back. Um, Isaiah Marshall back at quarterback. You got Tyson Bracewood wide receiver. Um, I think for A&T, you really got to look at the future now because you look at this, you're putting everything on next year. I mean, that's really what it's setting up for. Because it's Isaiah Marshall's senior year. I mean, so when you look at A&T, um, it's clear to me that, you know, for them, it's now or never. Groves, I like them coming back. They got a lot coming back next year. Um, And then you look at, um, and then, of course, you have um, Bloomy Hills. I'm curious to see what happens with them. Oak Park, they lose a lot. Um, I'm very curious to see what the Knights have coming back. Um, and then in the blue, obviously you got, I mean like the blue Farmington, we've already talked about. I think the best team in that division next year, see um, especially what they got the Kinney brothers coming back. Um, they've got some good pieces. I like Kyle Robbins as well. They're running back. Um, I think he'll be in line for a good year. Um, and then you have, um, and then I and then of course you have um, you know, North Farmington. I'm curious to see what happens. Who's gonna be their quarterback next year? They've got a lot to replace next year. Um Troy, they lose a lot. They got no one block coming back. Parker Vandenberg at quarterback. Line plays a big question mark for Troy. Um for Troy, in my opinion, I think they gotta play a more tough schedule. Um, if they wanna improve as a program. Troy Athens, I'm really high on next year. I think they're gonna be much improved. Um and then, obviously, in the gold, Ferndale is a team to watch for. Yes, they lose a lot. Um, Avondale, I think, is going to be the sleeper in that division. I, I, they got a lot coming back. Of course, Heather Herzog is coming back. Um, Berkeley is going to be very interesting. Um, can Coach Sean Shields find that program from 2021? Um, if he can find that program you know, from that year and install it to the 2023 team, then I think Berkeley could be back to where they're at. And then, of course, um, Pontiac. Pontiac, of course, we know they're going to be going through a complete... They could go through another complete start over, which is really unfortunate. Um, which would be really difficult, I think, for them going forward. Um, and then Royal Oak. I, Royal Oak's the one I'm curious. Because when you look at the Ravens this year, um, the Ravens really... There was a lot of high expectations with Royal Oak this year. Um, you had Makai Jenkins at running back, you had Hunter Saito quarterback, um, Ellie Finch up front, um, and new coach, um, Dustin Truitt. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with Truitt next year. I don't know what the direction of the program is, but if there's a team that needs a complete culture change, it's Royal Oak, and I think you know when you look at a team like Royal Oak. You, the numbers don't lie, the stats don't lie, um, and, you know, the fact that Truett was suspended, and then, you know, seeing Royal Oak, um, last final three games, not being really competitive, um getting outscored um, in all those games, I mean, like, you know, if there's a team that needs a complete reboot, complete culture change, complete start over, it's the Royal Oak Ravens, I mean, that's how I feel bottom line is, you know, is, if they're the team that needs a complete reboot, it's Royal Oak. Um, you know, the stats and the stats prove it. The numbers prove it. You know what I mean? You know, stats and numbers don't lie. Bottom line. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, but that's my thoughts on the on football. You know, of course, um, I did release the shortcomings on my blog at Saginaw Bay 4650 at Um, You know, so we'll see what happens going forward there. Okay, now let's go from... Football, fall sports. We're heading into the winter. Volleyball. I mean, girls' basketball starts next week. Um, first start of games. Obviously, the um, the um, winter. Um, I mean, the winter sports are just about underway. Um, we're gonna preview girls' basketball. Um, when you look at the divisions, obviously, it's a um, for girls. It's a three-team division. We're gonna break down each division: the blue, the white, and the red um let's go from blue first um when you look at the blue um I think and I think we should start my early top 10 um obviously the top 10 here for girls basketball um of course I will have the blog preview released um this weekend um maybe in the next day or two maybe after Thanksgiving for sure um but the top team in the league is West Bloomfield um and for good reason the reason why West Bloomfield Obviously, you have the Davis Twins. You have the Hendricks sisters. You have them, Destiny Washington. The question for me, West Bloomfield is going to be the bench. Um, we're going to break that. We're going to break the red down in a couple minutes. But West Bloom is my top team to start the year, Division One state champions, defending. Um, really good team coming back. Bench is a little concerning for me this year. When I look at West Bloomfield, number two, I got Lake Orion. And the reason why I say Lake Orion. They're loaded. I mean, you look at Lake Orion, you look at players like Maddie Ebert, Chloe Wiegers, Audrey Wishmeyer, Taylor Dinda. Um, you know, you name it with Lake Orion, they got it. I mean, they're loaded. I mean, this might be this might be the most deepest team I have seen in my years doing basketball. And Lake Orion can go at least eleven deep. That's how that's how good this team is. They got a promising player to watch, Izzy Wachinski. You got proven defense. You have have proven defensive stoppers. Grace Sullivan, Jody McCaffrey, they are proven defensive stoppers. Um, You got proven shooters as well. Um, You know, and when I look at the Dragons, you know, this might be one of Coach Bob Bridges' best teams that he's had at Lake Orient, and that says a lot. And when you look at the Dragons, you know, with the depth they have, um, the only weakness I have with this team is size, but Lake Orion's definitely, Lake Orion I think could be a really good team this year. Um, they're my number two team right now in the um, top 10 to start the year. Number three I got is Oxford. Um, people are going to say, well, Oxford, you know, Oxford I think may have the best starting five. People are going to say, well, what about West Bloomfield? Yes, they got a good starting five, but when you look at a starting five, when you look at players like Sophia Robb, you look at Allison Huffsetter. Nevea Wood, Miranda Winemko, and Peyton Richter coming back from injury. You know, that says a lot about that lineup. I mean, Oxford's got a pretty good lineup when you look at them. They're pretty good starting five. The bench is a big time question mark for the Wildcats, but no doubt they're one of the favorites in the white this year. So when I look at the Wildcats, you know, it's a good number to have them there at number three to start the year. Number four I got is the Rochester Falcons. Um, when I look at Rochester, you have the Twin Towers. Um, Alice Mack, um, Kylie Robinson guard plays the question. I mean, <laughs> yes, you have Natalie race. You have Abby pleasant, Stevie Norgrove. Um, the question's going to be for coach, um, Bill Thurston's going to be, is can they find a true point guard? That is the big time question mark for, for Thurston and the Falcons. I mean, they look good in their, um, in their summer league and, and their um, in the, in the, in the, in the scrimmage. Um, over at them, um, I think they were. I'm not sure where they were at, but they looked pretty good over there. Um, but Rochester, but I, Rochester's got a lot of talent. I mean, definitely they got some depth. Um, I, I, they could challenge Lake Orion when it comes to depth, but I just think when you look at Rochester, they're gonna ride the Twin Towers this year, and they're, and I think they're gonna have a big year. I really do. Um, so we'll see what happens with Rochester going forward there, but they're my number four team this this um in the poll to start the year. Number five, I got Clarkston. Um, yes, they, anytime you lose Manny Sarovsky and um, Izzy Hadley, that's going to be a big loss. But you got some players I'm really high on. I mean, Claire Walker back, Kira Tomey, um, I mean, Ava Hernandez. I mean, like, there's some good players that Coach Aaron Goodenow has coming back. Um, and obviously, I think Clarkston, they could surprise some people. I think there might be more dangerous this year than they were last year with Sarovsky because... You don't know who's gonna be the player that you know is gonna be the um who's gonna be the top player one night, then he might have a, a, one player n- one night, another player the other night. I mean, like <laughs> you know, so when you look at Clarkston, you know that's how good that that I think that team can be. Um, number six, I got Stony Creek. Um, I think the Cougars obviously they're gonna ride they they're gonna ride Emily Flynn, they're gonna ride Sarah La Prairie, um, and Mia Carson. Their guards are gonna be very good. Um, interior is a big question mark. Can Liberty Allen step up? That's the big question for coach Kellen James. Um, if they can, if the the interiors, the key for Sony Creek, if they can find anyone to compliment Allen, I think that's going to be, uh, that will be a big time help for coach Kellen James. Um, but they're going to be really guard heavy this year. Um, so I got Sony Creek's my number six team right now in the pool. Number seven I got is, um, Groves. Um, Groves has got a lot coming back for coach Allison Heidi. Um, of course, um, you know, look at player like Caitlin Sanders coming back. They got some others as well. Um, they lose one senior. They lost one senior last year. Um, I think Groves, they could surprise some people this year. Um, we will see what happens with them. I I think Groves could make some noise, um, this season. Uh, They could, I mean, who knows? I mean, we'll see what happens. Number eight I got is Berkeley. Um, obviously, with the run they had last year, um, Ashley Loon um, now has graduated. They got some other key players um, coming back for Coach Cody Feltner. Um, Jillian Golems, I'm high on. Ava Beard. Um, Avery Wintergarden, I'm really high on her this year. Um, I mean, Feltner's got some pieces. You know, yes, you lose Loon, that's a big deal. But Berkeley, they, I think they could surprise some people. I mean, I really do. I mean... You know, who knows? I really think Berkeley could do some damage this year in that division. So who knows? Um, number nine, I got a Seahome. Um when you look at the Maples, Coach Chris Manchester's done a really good job building that program. Um Annie Bagrari and Shea Manchester. Um I think see home could they gotta make that next step. If they can make the next step, I think see home could be a team that, um, you know, could surprise some people in the white. Um I think they could. I mean, like Sehome, they won the blue last year, beat Harper Woods twice. Um, I really think the Maples, you know, I think they're ready for this division. I really do. Um, we'll see what happens going forward with them. And then my number 10 team um, might be a shock to a lot of people, but I got Bloopy Hills. And the reason why is you look at what Bloopy Hills has gone through. I mean, you know, obviously you got you got player in Ruby Smith coming back. You got him. Um, Ashley Forner coming back. Um, But this team was really struggled last year being in the white. Now they're in the blue. Um, You know, Coach, I'm Chris Amassi. done a really nice job of the program. She's building depth. She's building the program the right way. Um, (laughs) I think Bloopy Hills, you know, could be the favorite in the blue this year just with the talent they got coming back. Um, So when I look at Bloopy Hills, we'll see what happens. But that is my top ten for girls basketball. course, they're going to be released in the blog at Saginaw Bay forty six fifty at blogspot dot com. Probably be released maybe around after Thanksgiving. Um, so we'll see what happens with them going forward there. Um, and then let's look at the divisions. Obviously, the um divisions. Um, let's go to the Blue first, as I mentioned earlier. Bloomfield Hills, right now, I have them as my favorite because of the experience coming back. Um, playing in that division, it's going to be um. You know, when you look at the blue division this year, there's really not a lot of, not a lot of like, um, you know, quality, but you know, who knows? I mean, there could be a sleeper that comes out of that division. Who knows? I mean, Boopy Hills right now, I think's the favorite. Farmington, I think's the second best in that division. Yes, they did lose their, um, top player from a year ago. Um, but they got, um, they got Jasmine yakins I'm high on her. Um, you know, I mean, like, um, they got others as well, of course. I've got that on the blog as well. But I'm really high on Coach Laura Guzman's team, even though they did lose their top player from a year ago, um, and six other senior seven and six other seniors from a year ago. But I think Farmington could be a team that could definitely give Bloopy Hill some problems um, this season. Um, Ferndale University is another one that I think could give could give um, some teams problems this year. I'm really high on Coach St. Hester's team. Last year, they got to the district final, um, losing the Detroit Country Day. Um, I think the Eagles could be a team that could be in line for a good year. Um, And I think they will be. Um, So, we'll see what happens with um, Ferndale University. But I'm really high on them this year um, to make some noise. Um, Avondale, you know, with them, it's kind of tough with them. Because with Avondale, it's just... It's hard to figure them out because they lost their two top players in Savannah Schmidt and Reagan Lawrence both graduated. Who's going to be that next girl to step up? Is it Madison mayor? Is it Madison Manyweathers? Is it Lily Titus? I mean, I don't know. I mean, coach Roy Christian's got to figure that one out. I mean, you know, who's going to be their top players. Who's going to be their depth situation. How's your bench going to look. There's a lot of questions with Abondale coming up this year. A lot of questions with that program. Um, when you look at Pontiac, Pontiac, they're putting together a program, um, coach, um, Raul Marshall, you know, has really toughing up their non-conference, which is a really good sign, um, Pontiac could surprise some people this year, who knows, um, but they couldn't surprise some people there, who knows, Ferndale's got a new coach in Keith Paris, um, a lot of talent coming back, but they really haven't had, um, program stability, and I think that's a big problem, um, if Paris can stay there long term um, <laughs> and build the program, build that program strength, um, then I think Ferndale could surprise some people this year. And then there's Oak Park. Obviously, it was a really tough year for them last year. They had issues scoring. Um, but when I look at Oak Park, um, you know, I don't know what the talent number is over there. Um, but I think they, will, they should be able to score more this year. Um, defensive big time question mark for the Knights, um, going forward there. So we'll see what happens with them. But when I look at the division right now, what I'm seeing, I think Bloomfield Hills has got to be the favorite fought by Farmington, Ferndale U, Avondale, um, Pontiac, Ferndale, and Oak Park. That is my, um, early projections right now in the, um, blue division. Let's go to the white now. Um, Oxford, obviously, I, with what they got coming back, um, I think they have one of the best starting fives in Oakland County. Um, I think they're the top team to watch. Um, North Farmington's going to be very interesting. Now, why didn't I rank North Farmington? It's pretty simple. Um, yes, they got a lot of talent coming back. You got Stella Leffler, Penelope Query. You got Jihad there coming back. You got, they got, uh, they got Sophie Muller coming back. I mean, like Coach Jefferson's got a lot coming back. But when I looked at the scrimmage that they had, I mean, yes, it was a tough scrimmage, but I didn't think they looked really good. Um yes, I mean, like, um I I I mean curious to see how North Farmington does in this division. Um, there's a lot of question marks for Coach Jeff Simpson's team. I know that he said that this they're gonna be good. This year they're gonna be very good. Um yes, that trap, that one, two, two, four core trap that they run. Um I will be very curious to see what happens there with North Farmington. Um they got a favorable district, even though they're gonna have to get by Farmington with mercy. Um, which is going to be a really tough task come March. Um, But I think North farmington they're more than capable of having a good year. I mean, I think they're more than capable. Um, We'll see what happens with them. Um, Then I have Berkeley. Um, Berkeley, when you look at the Bears, um, obviously losing Ashley Loon, that's going to be a big loss. Um, But you still have Bobby Nolan. You still have um, Avery Wintergarden. You still have Jillian Gomes. Um... There's some pieces there for Coach Um for Coach Cody Feltner. Um, I really think that they're gonna make some noise this year in that white. Um, I'm really high on him. I hope he can change some things up a little bit. I know he did that against Detroit Renaissance um when that and that shocker last year. Um, but I'm curious to see what Berkeley has this season, um, how they do without Ashley Loon. That's going to be really interesting to see what happens this year with the um, Bears. Um, number f- I got. Then I got Seaholm next. I, I think the Maples, as I mentioned earlier, um, you know, a lot of good returning talent. Annie Boogery in there. Um, you got um, Shea Manchester. I mean, like you got a lot of good talent there with um with um, I think they're going to make some noise. Program strength a little concerning for me. Um, so we'll see what happens with them going forward there. Um, I think Seaholm could be in line for another for a very good year this year. Just gotta make that next step. That's gonna be the question mark for Seaholm going forward there. Then have Harper Woods. Um the Pioneers, um, they're they're gonna be up this year. They got they're up in the division um after winning nineteen games a year ago. They're up in division one for the postseason, um, with an enrollment hike. Um, they got I mean, for Coach Paul Allen, it's gonna be really interesting to see how they do in up in the white, because that's gonna be the something really interesting to keep an eye on. um I think that'll be something to really, really watch for um with with them is gonna be is how will they do that is a big time question there for them. Royal Oak is gonna be interesting because last year they had a complete disaster um now you know with them they got some experience back, Ellie Finch and that Ellie Finch, I think is their top player. Um, for coach Brian Zapata, they got others as well. Um, they can get back to that defense first mentality. I think Royal could surprise some people. Um, so we'll see what happens there in that division there. Um, Troy Athens, they have a lot coming back LA Musco. And, um, you know, I'm curious to see how Alex Wink does. I mean, like they got Scott Emerson as well, but Alex Wink's the wild card here. I I just think that she can be, you know, who knows what's going to happen and what coach JC Klump's going to do. Uh, but I think Alex Link is the one to really watch for with Troy Athens. And then Rochester Adams. Um, when you look at the Highlanders, um, you know, last, I mean this summer was it was really rough for Coach Jimmy for Coach Joe Malberg. Um I think it's gonna be really interesting to see what Adams has. Obviously, Samantha Blaine's back, and I have Howard's back. Um, you know, but I'm curious to see out of this and I've talked to Adams and Athletic Director Brian Hosler about um you know how the Adams is going to look. I mean, like, and he's really high in this freshman class. And you know, there's a there. I mean, the question is going to be: Is can they handle a 22 game season? That's the big time question for Coach Joe Malberg. Um, so we'll see what happens. I mean, like, um, I I think I think when you look at the white this year, the order projected order I got is um, is Oxford, North Farmington, um, Berkeley, Royal Oaks, Sea Home, Harper Woods, um. Troy Athens and Adams. Um that is the early projections in the White Division um this up upco- this season. And then the Red, obviously we West Bloomfield, we know what they got. Um when you look at both Hendrick sisters, um both Davis twins, um and then Destiny Washington likely to be in that fifth starter. Bench is the big question for coach um Daryl McAllister. That's going to be the big time question mark is can he develop that bench and you know not just rely on those five. You know that could be a problematic issue if um, you know if one or two of those girls get hurt for West Bloomfield. I mean that's gonna be the big question. Program strength is a serious concern for West Bloomfield this year, um, going forward. There, um, Lake Orion. We talked about their depth. <laughs> Anytime we return players like Maddie Ebert, Chloe Wiegers, Grace Sullivan, um, Johnny McCaffrey, Ryan Palaszak, um, Audrey Wishmeyer, um you know, Grace Sullivan, I mean like um et cetera. You look at what coach Bob Bridges has and that is scary. And and the player to watch for for Lake Orion is Izzy Wachinski, only a sophomore. Really good player, really talented player. Um, you know, a lot of people are high on Wachinski. I think I am one of those guys too that I'm high on her. I think she's going to have a great year for Lake Orion. Um, you know, and she doesn't even start for this team and that's scary. You know, that says something right there. Really does. Um, Rochester, I have next. Obviously, we talked about the um, you know, the Twin Towers with them, um, Alice Max and um, you know, Kylie Robinson. Guard plays a big time question for them. Can they find a two point guard? Big time question mark for Coach Bill Thurston and his team. Uh, um, Groves, I have next. Um, when you look at the Falcons, got a lot coming back. Everybody, everybody's back, led by Caitlin Sanders. Um, we'll see what happens going forward there with them. I mean, like they got a lot back. Program strength is big time. Conservative Coach Allison Heidi. Um, so we'll see what happens with Groves. Um, with them. Stony Creek. Um, we talked earlier about them. Obviously, Sarah La Prairie is the top player, along with um, you know, Mia Carson. Emily Flynn's the one I'm watching. Um, Liberty Allen's the one I'm really watching. Is can she find can she develop in that interior play that Coach Kellen James is looking is looking for? That's the big time question for Stony Creek this year, when you look at the Cougars this year. Um and then you have Troy. Of course, Troy lost a lot of talent from a year ago. That team that went to state quarterfinals, oh, man. I mean, you got Lizzie Budnick coming back. You have Avery Allen back. Um, Zoe Silbers back. Um, There are some pieces there for Troy, but they really haven't had them. Um, but I'm very curious to see what they're going to have to step up, obviously. And that's the question mark that I have with Troy is can they, you know, and they have some promising freshmen coming up. Um, not sure if they're up on varsity or not, but you know there are some promising players that coming up within the program. And then there's another, there's a couple Ziders in the program as well to really watch for as well. I think Reagan Ziders up on varsity already, um, and I know there's another one coming as well. So you know the Zider name, you know, lives on in Troy. So we'll see what happens with the Colts um, going forward there. And then there's Southfield Arts and Tech. I mean. When you look at the Warriors this year, a um, and is the biggest question mark. And the reason why I say this for Coach Coach Shakira Coltrane, yes, you got players like Christian um, Christian Banks. You have players like, um, you know, you have Kamara Page. Um, and then you have Jalen Austin. But the big question I have with A&T has always been that mystery. And the mystery is like this. A&T is like a, you know, you... It's it's a great mystery, describing A and T, because when you look at Southfield, when they play against bad teams, they usually blow them out. They usually beat them, and then when they play against good teams, they're the ones that get blown out. I mean, something's got to give if you're A and T. I mean, yes, I saw that scrimmage against Celine where they um they had a very tough loss there. Um, to the Hornets. Um, but they look better. Um, which is a good sign. Obviously with A and T um it's gonna come down to is A is and T more than capable of competing in this division. And I also forgot to mention Clarkson in this one. Can't believe I forgot Clarkston. Um but I think with Clarkson, I think the Wolves are a team that they're gonna be good. They got depth. Um I think the Wolves are a team that could really Make some noise um this year. I I I like what Coach Aaron Good has. I mean, obviously when you look at yes, he lose two very good players and Maddie Sarovsky and um Izzy Hadley. Um Claire Walker, Kira Tomi, Ava Hernandez, um, you know, our players to really watch for this year with the Wolves. Um I will be very curious to see what happens with Clarkston this season. Of course, they're gonna be a player in the red this year. Um <laughs> So we'll see what happens with them. So my overall projections of the red I got is um I got West Bloomfield one. I got Lake Orion two, Rochester three, Clarkston four, um, five, I got Groves, six is Stony. Actually, five is Stony Creek, six is Groves, seven is um Troy, and eight is Southfield Arts and Tech. That is my um projections right now early on when I'm looking at the teams coming into the um 2022-2023 season um when you look at for girls basketball um I think you know the top 10 makes sense um so we'll see what happens um obviously the games start next week before um you know we go into Thanksgiving obviously um you know we start after Thanksgiving break obviously the first game start I mean like um so, we'll be very curious to see what happens going forward there. Um, before I sign off here, I wish everybody the best of um, luck in boys basketball tryouts. Of course, boys start today. Um, the girls already had their teams figured out, already in the thick of scrimmages before they start playing next week for real. Um, we'll see what happens going forward. Um, you know, so I wish everybody the best of luck um, and have a, a very good, happy Thanksgiving um, to everybody around O.A. Nation, obviously, um, you know, so that is something to really, really watch for going forward, um, especially I know when you look at football, a lot of people look at, you know, they look at Turkey, you look at football, you know, you look at spending time with family um, and that's something that um, I hope everybody in O.A. Nation and around the um, entire world um, does um, this upcoming Thanksgiving. I mean, I know it's tough, but we're always, always there for each other. So we'll see what happens going forward. We'll see what happens going forward there. All right, I'm going to sign off here. Take care. God bless everybody. And I will see you all next week, everybody. Take care. And I'll see you all next week. See you later, everybody.